Hi guys, welcome back to the Two Friends and Podcast. Uh, we are now on another paranormal episode, which is super exciting. Woo. Um, what is our topic today? Aliens. Okay, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love the X-Files. Uh, I watched the entire series a few years ago, and the movies, and I love it so much. <laughs> Aliens freak me out. Like, I watch some stuff, but, like, just the idea of them freak me out. Like, worse than ghosts or, like, Bigfoot and stuff like that. Like, aliens, like, low-key freak me out bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it, because, is it because it's more, like, tangible? Yeah, that and, like, they're more intelligent and, like, they can actually do shit. <laughs> Like actually do shit. Like if they were if they're capable of getting from whatever planet they're from to here, like they have enough technology and knowledge to like kill me. True. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not scared of aliens per se. I'm just kinda like wary. Like if I came in contact with one, I'd probably be freaked out. But then be like, take me with you. I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Do you do you think aliens live among us? I don't know if among us. I don't think they'd want to. <laughs> That's a good answer. I don't know. I don't think they'd want to either. <laughs> we're we're fucking ourselves up pretty bad. Yeah. I don't think they'd want to live here. Yeah. If they have the like knowledge and technology to get here, I'm sure their planet's much better. Oh, for sure. Plus they just, also probably figured out a way to not kill their planet. Right. And living among us, their IQ probably drops immediately, like, 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Uh, okay, so do you have um, do you have any alien stories of your own? I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. Okay. Do you? Um, I've got, so I've got, like, a UFO story, kind of, and I've got... I know last time I said alien one and you were like, you saw an alien. <laughs> um, I guess I should say abduction story, but I don't know. It's always been like really foggy in my head. So I'm going to start with the UFO one. Uh, so I actually experienced this with uh, one of our friends. Uh, the one that was doing this with us before. Uh, so I was staying at her house one night. And we went outside to kind of just, like, watch the stars because it was a super clear night. Everything was bright, and she lives out in the country. So, you know, you can see everything without light pollution. So we were laying outside, looking up at the sky, and we literally, like, I'm looking up as if I can see it now. <laughs> uh, we were looking up, and we saw this, like, little ball of light, like, up among the stars, just, like, zipping, like, around. And at first I was like, is that a comet? Like, is that, what is that? Is that a shooting star? Like, what are we looking at? But it was like, it was going around things. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't moving in one direction. It right. was like circling and doing all that stuff. And it was way too high up and too small to have been like a plane or a jet or something. Or I, maybe that was just forced perspective that I'm thinking about it now. I don't know. Yeah, it was very strange. And we, like, we laid there watching it for a few minutes. And it finally just, like, flew off into the distance. And we couldn't see it anymore. So, yeah, that was that was really freaky. 
<laughs> yeah, because if it were like anything human, they like anything unless it were like a trick plane, but those fly pretty low. If it were anything human, it would be going in one direction and staying in that direction. Like even like spacecraft wouldn't be doing loop de loops. Exactly. Planes, I've seen plenty of aircraft, like I've seen them fly high, I've seen them fly low. I've heard them like there was nothing and it was so far away. It mm -hmm. wasn't like I've seen a plane in the sky when it was flying. It was not the same thing. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. UFO. UFO. That's, <laughs> I mean, un unidentified flying objects. So I think they changed the name of it, didn't they? Yes. Um. It's oh, my God. We talked about that in the last paranormal episode. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. UAP. Good job. Yes. OK. And so then my second story this happened when I was, like, early teenage years, so somewhere between, like, 12 and 14. It was before we moved from this house to go to Mississippi. I'd been having these, like, weird feelings for a while, and not, like, the ghosty, spirity ones that I've typically had. And then one night, I had these, like, wild dreams, like, weird lights and shit, and honestly, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just crazy ass dreams and then i woke up the next morning and i noticed that there was on both of my hands actually on like this part like the webbing between my thumb and my forefinger mm -hmm. uh on both hands there was a triangular set of puncture marks uh so yeah each point like it was a triangle made out of three puncture wounds and it was very small like very very small you could barely see it like if i hadn't really been looking i wouldn't have seen it and they were on both hands yeah it was on both <laughs> hands what the fuck yeah and i i mean not to dive too much into the darkness but i've woken up a few times with you know unidentified scratches and shit on my body before Woo or not wounds but like bruises and shit but like this was not this was a like it was purposeful yeah it was purposeful it was calculated it was like mm -hmm. I don't know. It was always so weird. And then it never it never happened again. I never had those dreams again. I never had the puncture marks again. I don't know. I've never told anyone that story. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, not that you're crazy. I mean, like, it's it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I know it also <laughs> sound crazy. Like, if you don't believe in aliens, that sounds insane. Well, I, I mean, like, like... Shoot myself up. With just, like, the... The feelings and, like, the lights and stuff, I could, like, dismiss that, but, like, the combination of that <clears throat> with the geometric puncture wounds is kind of suspicious. Yeah, I I would have completely written it off, like, if it had just been the dreams, because I have weird dreams sometimes, that's not abnormal. And, of course, I have weird feelings frequently, so, like, <laughs> that's not abnormal for me. But, like... The triangle set of needle marks is what got yeah, me. Yeah, that's a little on both hands. A little suspicious. Yeah, honestly, it really scared me, and it scared me so bad I didn't want to like tell anyone about it. So, like, I I've never told my parents that. I've never told my siblings that because it does sound. Oh, well, it's wild. gonna be a fun episode for your mom to listen to. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be like, <laughs> you possibly sure. got abducted by aliens and you didn't tell me. <laughs> Oh, she's she'll be texting me because she like she'll live text me when she's listening. 
like uh when she listened to part one of the lore episode and you were talking about the sasquatch sanctuary she literally texted me being like we have to have a sanctuary now i want to see them thank you thank you google home um oh the one in gallenberg with like the fence with the sasquatch statue and stuff yeah yeah bury that <laughs> i don't know it's it's weird to think about like because i don't know i've never had the like i guess i don't think of it as being like abducted or anything mm -hmm. i just i don't know i don't know what to think about it <laughs> like and they could have not abducted you they could have like came down into your room and did it that's <laughs> that's even scarier than being <laughs> But honestly, yeah, who knows? They, I'm in my childhood bedroom right now. They may have fucking walked through this door and got me. I don't know. Oh, gosh. That's really my only, like, alien slash UFO stories. I, I want more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love just saying to the universe sometimes, just, it's time. Abduct me. Come get me. I'm ready to leave this planet. <clears throat> I keep getting rights and then having those rights taken away. So, you know. You're telling I'm, me. I, 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 yeah. Look who I'm talking to. You you thought you had rights. Turns out, nope. Nope. None of those. I had a fun idea. I thought we could kind of do, like, the, the lore episode mm -hmm. where we talk about, like, some history, uh, tell some stories, and just, you know, kind of get into the mythos of of aliens if you would like sounds good to me okay um <clears throat> so something super interesting i'll start with so the first documented ufo sighting in america actually dates back to 1639 uh when massachusetts bay colony founder and governor john winthrop recorded an observation of ufos in the sky over boston uh in his diary entry of march 1st that year Winthrop wrote that a sober, discreet man named James Everill was rowing a boat up the muddy river at night when he saw a great light in the sky. Winthrop reports that when it stood still, it flamed up and was about three yards square. Interesting. Uh, when it ran, it was contracted into the figure of a swine. It ran as swift as an arrow towards Charlestown and so up and down about two or three hours. By the time the lights moved away, Everill and his boatmates had been delivered one mile upstream, although they had no memory of how. So a flaming light turned into a pig and ran up and down. That's yep. different. I uh, There's so much <laughs> of the story that I'm like, I have questions about. Obviously, this man has been dead for several hundred years. But like, so it was square. I want to start there. I don't think I've ever heard of a square UFO. Have you? No, they've always been round or triangular yeah. never yeah. square it's it's round it's a triangle it's just a ball of light like that's very strange okay and then contracted into the figure of a swine does that mean does that mean the literal shape of a pig or does that mean like an oval just like a big fat oval i'm gonna i'm gonna go with pig because <laughs> that sounds more fun and then it ran as swift as an arrow up and down about two or three hours that is a long time for a sighting mm -hmm. 
they were delivered one mile upstream, though they had no memory of how. So clearly they were abducted, this man, Everell, and his boatmates. Well, how would they have known how long it did that, then, if they were didn't remember an hour? Good figure. Uh, that's a good point. Maybe they... Hmm. I mean, maybe, like... I mean, clearly they had they had some sort of concept of time, but they didn't realize they had been taken. Yeah. Also, they were delivered upstream. So it wasn't an accident that they got there. Because I was just thinking, like, couldn't they just float down the river? And then I was like, wait, you float down a river. <laughs> Not backwards. <laughs> no. Maybe it was that they watched them go for two or three hours, and then they were taken. Mm-hmm. And then they were brought back, and then the lights, like, left, and they had been, they were a mile upstream. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. That's really interesting. So that was, that was the first documented UFO sighting in the Americas. Uh, obviously, there could have been others before now, because, you know, they weren't writing shit down before then. Mm-hmm. It's, the it's the aliens. What if they come back and get me? <laughs> What if we publish this episode and you never hear from me again? That was the last time anyone ever saw Cody. Oh, hey, I mean, <laughs> the podcast would take off. Yeah, so um, the Barney and Betty Hill story. So um, this is the first documented UFO sighting in America dates back. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Okay, Betty and Barney Hill. So the first widely publicized report of an alien abduction in the United States was that of Betty and Barney Hill. The Portsmouth, New Hampshire couple claimed to have been taken by extraterrestrials near Francona Notch on the night of September 19, 1961. According to their account, the Hills saw a bright light in the sky while driving home at about 10.30 p.m. Betty thought at first it was a shooting star, but then it changed directions and moved upward. They stopped the car for a closer look, and through binoculars they saw an odd-shaped craft flashing multicolored lights. As they drove away, the craft, which they estimated was at least 40 feet long, followed them, eventually descending so low over the 1957 Chevy that they stopped the car again using binoculars. Barney saw humanoid figures in the black uniforms through the ship's window through the ship's windows. The hills drove away at high speed. They heard some buzzing and beeping sounds, experienced a tingling sensation, and blacked out. That's terrifying. Oh my god. When they regained consciousness, they had traveled nearly 35 miles south, although they didn't recall the journey. Later, under hypnosis, the Hills described being taken into the ship where they were separated and examined. Their story was adapted by journalist John G. Fuller into the best-selling 1966 book, The Interrupted Journey, and the 1975 television movie, The UFO Incident, Exter Incident. On September 3rd... Oh, this is a... Stop there. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is a different story. <laughs> uh, ooh. That is wild. I actually think this was turned into an X-Files episode. By oh, me. really? Yeah. Uh, because I remember a story from the X-Files that was eerily similar to this. 40 feet long. That's I just crazy. think we should start there. 40 feet long is long. Yeah. That's big. I mean, honestly, that's maybe not as big as I would be expecting, but that is still a massive aircraft mm -hmm. to be so close to the ground near your car. Yeah. That had to be terrifying. And then on top of that, to see 
the humanoid figures in the aircraft. What? Like, we did not, I don't, if my memory is correct, I don't think we had anything like that at this point in time. Right. Like, they had seen the things, but they've never seen, like, anyone in them. That is why something being so close to the ground, hearing buzzing and beeping sounds, and then blacking out. Also, the tingling sensation. Uh, that brings up an interesting point. A lot of people report when they've been abducted that they like this tingling sensation before they lose time. I wonder what they use to knock them out. I don't know. It seems like it has to do with some sort of electromagnetism mm -hmm. because people also report their like the technology around them going kind of crazy before mm -hmm. they get taken. So if there's some sort of like, I don't think EMP would be the right terminology but like if there's some sort of electromagnetic wave that they use to mess up the tech that could also be strong enough to like short circuit our brain for a minute and make mm -hmm. us black out right and that would cause that tingling sensation that's really interesting the hypnosis thing gives me a little bit of pause i'm gonna say uh, i don't always trust things that are told under hypnosis mm -hmm. because as anyone will tell you, it's super easy to be swayed, I guess. Fed information. Yeah, it's super easy for the human brain to hear something and then, like, take it and run mm -hmm. without realizing it. And so you could be asking leading questions, like you just said, and then your brain, like, fills in the blanks of, like, oh, was I abducted? <laughs> I was in the ship. There were <laughs> Me. Help. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's really easy to fill in those blanks uh that's interesting i feel like i'm gonna have to go watch that movie it's 1975 Ooh, that's gonna be a bad movie especially an alien movie because the um the special effects weren't there <laughs> oh on tv in 1975 <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> Like, they were still using strings. It was probably, like, it was probably, like, a floating, um, model of a UFO. <laughs> oh, completely. <laughs> completely. It's just a little foam, like, a little foam circle that they painted silver, and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another one that's super interesting, um, it's the Exeter Incident. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's from 1965. Um, now, this is much... Uh, much more widely reported on mm -hmm. uh, than this little excerpt that I have right here. Like, there is far more information on this because it was actually a more, like, widespread situation. A lot of people actually saw this uh, UFO sighting in their, their town. So, on September 3rd, 1965, one of the most infamous UFO events of all time occurred in Exeter, New Hampshire. Fuller reports that a policeman patrolling Route 101 just after midnight stopped to check on a woman parked beside the road. The breathless woman claimed that a flying object with red flashing lights had been chasing her. A few hours later, an 18-year-old man arrived at the Exeter police station and claimed that while hitchhiking along Route 150, he'd seen a line of five bright lights over a house about 100 feet from where he stood. He said the lights moved out over a large field and disappeared and reappeared behind the tree line several times. After driving to the site with the young man, the same policeman witnessed the lights just as another officer did who arrived a short time later. 
Over the weeks that followed, authorities received about 60 reports of UFO sightings near Exeter. Debunkers have claimed that the described light patterns that would match those on an Air Force KC-97 refueling plane, but officially, the Exeter sightings remain a mystery. Debunkers love to say it's a plane. It's a plane. That's all I'm going to say. It's a plane. But planes... Go ahead. Planes, especially at this point in time, would not have done that. No. A plane that close to the ground chasing just a random eight... Or a random woman? No. Nothing was doing that. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things for me when people try to debunk these stories. Like, what was the reason? Like... The government in a plane would not have done this. No, like, like chasing one individual woman. No, they wouldn't have given her a chance to get away. They would have just pulled up in cars and taken her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think people try to like create all this shady shit, but like in reality, it's no, they would just pull up with cars and take her off the side of the road. Right. Period. The government can get what they want. Her. Would follow her. Yeah. Uh, and then to have two separate policemen at different times see the same thing is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Really fascinating. Also, for this young man to see a line of five lights about 100 feet from where he was. Again, 100 feet is not that far. I mean, it is, but like it isn't. And when like... you're talking about your distance from like a plane or an aircraft, it is not that and planes wouldn't follow each other that close together no no not unless they were like performing like the blue angels do right but like they're not that they're not really that close together and i don't think they did that in 1965 anyway no and they're certainly not going to be on the ground in the middle of some random field in new hampshire right you know an air force kc-97 and they said it would be refueling the plane. Refueling the plane would not be chasing the woman. No. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this actually. Okay. Um. So. The, uh, I'm gonna show a picture right now. Uh, it is of the refueling situation. You see how big that bitch is. <laughs> And she wouldn't notice that. She'd only see lights. You mean to tell me <laughs> that this big ass plane. <laughs> she wouldn't hear what? it. She wouldn't see it. She'd only see the lights 100 feet away. Why would a refueling plane be there? Or follow her. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's not a passenger plane. It's not a cargo <laughs> plane. It's a refueling plane. It's a big gas tank. <laughs> so like, what? Try it again. Try again. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go over to these like local accounts. So for anyone that doesn't know, we um, both live in undisclosed locations in North Carolina because we don't want you to murder us. <laughs> <laughs> but we both live in North Carolina. I live down towards the coast, so a couple of these were really interesting to me. Um, I think the the most intriguing one because it's just the closest is the surf city one this is an account it says last month i stayed on the same stretch of beach in an open ocean front beach house i was sitting on the deck and saw a weird star but i noticed it moving closer to me and then back towards the pier it would hover in certain places 
I could not tell how big it was, but all of a sudden, the yellow star took off super fast towards the south and disappeared in seconds. One month later, I'm on the deck at a different oceanfront beach house on the same stretch of beach. At about 8.30 p.m., I see the light coming up the beach towards me heading north. I recognize it immediately. It stopped about halfway between me and the pier hovering. Then all of a sudden, it like heated up and cast a dim light onto the ocean near the shore and then took off super fast heading upwards. It took a right turn and disappeared. The light cast on the ocean told me that it was pretty big. Anyway, I'm freaking out and uh, and like, damn, I didn't have a camera. So I hung out again, hoping it would come back so I could get a video, but it did not. But I was freaking out that if it did, it might see me trying to capture it from the light the camera emits. I've seen UFOs before in New Mexico and the Triad in St. Louis many years ago, but this might be the closest I've come to an alien abduction. Saw it twice. Yeah. And once was a month later. Yeah, in the same area. But, can I just say, you can afford to go to the beach twice in a month? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And that was from January 2nd, 2022, by the Mm -hmm. way. So, just Very recent. I'm going to Surf City. If you need me, I'll be in Surf City trying to get abducted by aliens. (laughs) She's going to go live her best life among the stars. (laughs) Uh, So there's another one from Fayetteville I thought would be interesting to share. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is from December 24th, 2021. And it's, I think I said it was in Fayetteville already. Uh, So I am a 41-year-old retired Army police. Nope. I am a 41-year-old retired Army intelligence officer with 21 years of active duty service living in Fayetteville. I was on my porch at 1122 Christmas Eve when I looked up when a small flash of light caught my attention. A distant white light flew from east to west at an incredible speed, creating a light trail behind it. The light then stopped instantly, paused for half a second at a high altitude before accelerating westward and seemingly upward into space, creating another trail of light behind it as if it vanished. There was no sound from the object and the entire event occurred in perhaps two seconds within a relatively small area of the sky. To me, it looked as though something had been dropped in To me, it looked as though something had dropped in for a quick look before taking off at near light speed. That's fun. That is, yeah, from a former army officer, that's really interesting. Yeah, Um, because he would know if it were, like, anything. An intelligence officer at that, he would know if it were anything, like, human-made. Yeah, like, he would have some sort of reference point for what sort of craft it would be, at least. Right. So he dealt with plenty of planes, I would imagine. Very interesting. So I'll follow the ocean out because, again, that's not too, too far from me. Oh. Yeah, it's not too, too far. It's down towards South Carolina, but it's not that far. Probably, like, in a couple hours. Um, So this one was, I was sitting on an oceanfront balcony at about 8.45 when I noticed two glowing orbs in the sky above the water suddenly appeared. These faded after about 10 seconds. I thought a boat had sent up fireworks, but there was no sound, nor any boats that I could see. After a few seconds, in the spot where the orange glow had been, I saw many tiny white lights flickering in a round pattern. This lasted a few seconds, then larger star-like lights pulsed at different intervals in a triangular pattern. The object began to move back and forth across the sky at a relatively medium pace. After about five minutes, two of the lights separated quickly and became two different objects with the same intermittent flashing lights. 
They began to travel back and forth across the sky. This went on for about 15 minutes, when lower on the horizon, three more orange glows appeared and faded. When I looked back to where the original objects had been, they had disappeared. Very strange indeed. So this one, Ooh. this one, I feel like I could, it would be easier to debunk and say that it wasn't anything abnormal than the others. It is interesting that she says star-like lights like the other guy did at the beach. Remember, he said they look like stars. Mm. But yeah, the distance, it could have been something else, like airplanes doing yeah. some sort of maneuver. Um, That one's definitely easier to debunk, but still definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... They don't talk about any sort of movement that's not possible with human-made right. So, I, yeah, like you said, I think that'd be super easy to just kind of write off as just a plane. I mean, even at the point where it says two of the lights separated and became different objects with the same intermittent flashing lights, if it was some sort of, like, performance practice for mm -hmm. jets, obviously they'd be flying in a pattern and then they could break off into different sections. Right. So easier to debunk still very interesting though i have to say and then to just disappear past right. the horizon is definitely strange and when was that from uh that was ago? december 15th 2021 so not very long ago like six months you're gonna get taken <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to the beach i'm not going to the beach anytime soon <laughs> uh okay so for our last little story this is from december 17th no this is from december 7th 2021 so we're kind of going backwards chronologically uh and it's from lexington so here we go this isn't the first time i've seen this it's a recurring event that i've accepted and now is a regular part of my everyday life every day right before the sun goes down i'm greeting with i'm greeted with one coming into view and then another i have a total of at least a hundred to upwards of over 200 that follow me everywhere I go. It sounds crazy. I hate explaining it because everyone thinks I'm delusional, but I can see perfectly. I have brilliant vision and depth perception. I'm slowly losing. <laughs> the, okay. They are just over the trees at their highest and below the treetops at their lowest. They appear in formation and mimic a constellation. It sounds insane, but this has been going on since early May. Up until I saw a video in New Mexico, I thought they were drones, but started to realize that that's not the case, and there's other things that's happened that I'm not going to explain that support the UAP theory, and dismantle the drone hype that some are trying to convince me is the majority of the sightings. I found an article about this lady who can communicate with who can communicate with different beings, and tried this and got a reaction. I failed to hear or receive or understand communication, but I did get two of them to descend below the trees at my house. And the other descended when I was at Food Lion. <laughs> from, I'm so sorry. Uh, from what I could tell, it definitely wasn't a drone. There was, however, a tiny glowing red dot or orb that aimlessly danced or orbited this thing with no recognizable pattern or destination. I, I'm hoping... I'm... I'm hoping to discover the reason as to why I was chosen to be followed or watched by these things. They stay up until right before the sun rises, and it doesn't matter where I go or how fast I go, they have no difficulty finding or keeping up with me. Dude, is someone else seeing these? Because if no one else is seeing these, like, if you're with people and you're seeing them and no one else is seeing them, it's not... Mm. I'm, I'm concerned for this person. I'm just gonna say that. Like, I don't... I, I, I don't want to be... Like, I don't want to discount this story if it's true, but also, like... This sounds wild. 
Yeah. And like, like I've, I feel like someone else would see it if it were that many all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention if it's that many and they're following you. Also, at one point you said you were at Food Lion. I feel like everyone else at Food Lion would see them. I don't know. That one that one seems a little far-fetched. I'm even for me. Mm-hmm. That one seems a little far-fetched. But a uh, person who said this if you ever come across this podcast since they didn't put your name or anything on this story, uh we would love for you to reach out. Yeah. <laughs> because we would like to know uh, more. Yeah, uh, we would actually love to interview you if possible because you can only get so much I, from them, like the short text like there's got to be more yeah. to it also you seem like you have a really interesting life and i really want to pick that brain and see see what's going on with you before we go uh today's gonna be a shorter episode everybody uh before we go i wanted to bring up something called the brown mountain lights mm-hmm. now these are not necessarily ufos they're more in the ghost light category, but ghost lights have always been kind of put in tandem with UFO. What was this? What did, what was that? <laughs> They've always <laughs> the all-seeing eye. We're the Illuminati. It's just you and I. <laughs> we run the world. Uh, but yeah. They've always kind of been in tandem with UFOs, so I thought it'd be interesting to bring it up because it's another local thing. Uh, would you like to Never mind, I didn't upload it to Drive. No, you wouldn't like to do that. <laughs> I'll just make it up as I go. So, Rebecca, tell us about the brown mountain lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're brown, and they're in the mountains, and they're lights. Well, you know what? Two out of the three things you said are right. <laughs> so, uh, the brown mountain lights are a series of ghost lights reported sporadically for years near Brown Mountain in North Carolina. Oh, okay. The so the the mountain's brown, not the lights. <laughs> yeah, it's brown mountain. <laughs> uh, they've been seen at several locations northeast of Asheville and are located in the Pisgah National Forest. Some of the earliest reports came from the Cherokee and Catawba tribes, settlers, and Civil War soldiers. Thousands have witnessed the spectacle, which on which is ongoing to this day. The lights have been investigated three times by the U.S. government and countless times by private groups and sometimes studied by students at Appalachian University. The lights were even featured in an episode of X-Files in 1999. I actually remember that episode, by the way. Uh, You can look for the lights at several easy-to-find viewing points in the Linville Gorge area of the mountains of North Carolina. The lights are often reported as small, star-like dots of light and a brightness comparable to stars. Motion has been varied from slow to almost firework-type action. Typically, try to visit after dark, but be careful since there are not lights to find your way down the short trail to the overlook. The view is to the east, and beyond that ridge, a low peak in the distance, the lights have been seen along the ridge as well as below the ridge down in the gorge. Sometimes, lights can be viewed from atop Table Rock. I, I remember that episode of the X-Files because they, I think in the episode, like, the lights had kidnapped somebody and they were, like, trying to chase them, but they never could. But then the person came back, but she was, like, wrong or, like, dead or something. I don't remember. But, yeah. I thought it'd just be interesting to bring up because it's not yeah. really UFOs, but I think ghost lights are such an interesting phenomenon mm-hmm. because no matter where you because there's several places across the states where you can actually find ghost lights. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty 
standard of like, oh, you can see them pretty much every night if you watch for them and like know where to look. So is it really like UFOs or is it just some sort of natural phenomenon we don't really understand yet? Right. And I, I remember, I can't remember what show it was, but I remember watching a show about this and they were like looking into like possible like gases Ooh, they could yeah. cause it um, and stuff like that. Ooh, wasn't there an episode? There was some episode of a TV show. Honestly, we may be thinking about the same thing. I don't know. I feel and like it was like, like Ghost Hunters or like Destination Truth or something along those lines. Yes, it was one of those. And they like, act, they try to debunk it. Like mm-hmm. they, because at one point I think they thought it could be like floodlights mm-hmm. from a truck, but they couldn't get it to be the right, like it wasn't ever the right brightness or color or mm-hmm. anything. Huh. And then, yeah, the, like, combustible gases, I remember being mm-hmm. an option. I think there was even, like, mass hallucin... No. Mass... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I cannot speak today. Uh, mass hallucination in this area from, like, gases escaping from the Earth. So that's... Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. We should go. I want to see them. Oh, that would be really cool. It's in Asheville. It's really not that far. Just a few hours. Well, longer for me, but yeah. Like yeah. six. See, why you gotta live so far away? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's okay. Yeah. I got the ocean ghost lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We are going to wrap it up here. Rebecca has an uh, interview and might die. Y- y- yes and no. <laughs> uh, she does have an interview. She will, in fact, not be dying. Uh, because I refuse to let her die. I'll call those aliens back. I'll get them to <laughs> revive you. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a good day. Uh, make sure to go, you know, make sure to follow us on whatever you're listening or watching to us on. Turn on the notifications. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Uh, and yeah, just check us out on whatever platform you want. I'll have everything listed below. And make sure to start submitting your scary, spooky, personal stories to our email. Uh, We're really looking forward to, you know, reading them. Yes. All right, guys. We're going to go. Bye. Bye.